0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome to the One Week Rental Podcast. Are you not I don't come for you. Show me. My name is Ash. She doesn't even go here. And this is my co-host, Stacks. What's up everybody you're listening to the one week rental podcast i'm ash that stacks hello and this week we're talking about 2003's matrix revolutions hey. um, appropriately it's the third uh matrix movie and it's also the third worst that we've watched um yeah no shame no shame and <laughs> no in- I'm, I'm not gonna hold back on this movie um but we'll get to that when we talk about our impressions of it in just a second but first as always let's talk about what we've been watching for the week and i'm desperate to kick this uh this off if i may
1: yeah go for it it's been a holiday i know you probably have a lot of things to talk about
0: yeah we took a week off um so i i do have a lot to talk about um i mean one of the movies that i watched over the break was matrix 4 but i can't talk about that yet so um but I will tell you about Kaiji, uh, which is an anime that I've been watching, and I am obsessed with it. I can't wait to uh, finish this recording so I can go watch it some more and play Metroid. But Kaiji, uh, I heard about when the uh, Squid Game hype was going on, um, because basically the Squid Game was everywhere. You know, uh, I think <laughs> Pippi told, told me about it first, a friend of the friend of the show um yep. told me about it uh during one of my Twitch streams one day and I was like, oh it sounds interesting. I like that idea. And I went and watched it and then it felt like everybody and their mother had watched it like yeah. the next week. And so um uh during that hype, somebody that I was watching said, Yeah, like this isn't like a new concept and actually it's kind of like a blatant ripoff of like the anime Kaiji. And I was like, oh, okay. well, i like, I I don't care that it's a ripoff. I think they're different enough. And one's live action, one's an anime. It doesn't that doesn't bug me so much. But what I did think was like, oh, hey, uh, here's another, you know, squid game type show that I can get into and i started watching it my only gripe with it is that it's on crunchyroll and it's uh subs only which i usually like dubs just cuz i can play like my switch while i'm watching but this one i have to actually watch and read along with and it's the first anime that that doesn't feel like such a chore cuz like i want to be watching this and it's yeah. really like it, squid game uh, when they would come up with like a way to beat the game it was all pretty simple like squid game's pretty straightforward this this first game that's like the first like it's like the first eight episodes or something of the show. It's basically, I'm still on this first like little arc. Um, they're playing like restricted rock, paper, scissors where they have cards and stuff. And they're getting into like probabilities and the math and like all this shit. And I'm all about it. It's so cool so far. Um, but yeah, you know, same kind of setup guys at a uh, frequent gambler um, loses is kind of, you know, walking the line of a life of uh, being a criminal or, you know, and trying to stay on the straight and narrow, but like somebody took out a loan and had him on the loan as the guarantor and then skipped town. So the, like, I think it's the Yakuza? Some sort of like mafia type guys come to him and they're like, hey, if you want to wipe out all your debts, you know, like basically you owe us like 60,000 yen every month from now on for the next 11 years. Uh, Or you can take part in this game. And uh, yeah, I won't won't ruin it because it's dope, um, but same kind of setup as Squid Game, and I'm I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, and how many seasons is this? Because you say you're eight episodes in, and they're still in the first game.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the weird thing is like if you've watched Squid Game, you know each episode is like one game. Um, so I was I was kind of like, oh, this will you know I, I kind of expected it to move with a similar pace. It's they're 22 minute episodes, so you would expect maybe two or three episodes was one game. No, yeah, I'm 8 episodes in. They're on the they're on the first game still. Um and uh oh, I wonder if it I wonder if this lines up cuz that the they say that they book the boat they book the boat for 4 hours, like the first game takes place over the course of 4 hours. I wonder if it's actually going in real time cuz that would be really interesting and really cool. Oh eight episodes is 20 minutes. So tw- like 22 minutes. So tw- three episodes would be an hour. So if it's 12 episodes for the first arc, which I think in the, I was watching like episode seven or eight and they had like 15 minutes left. So I don't think so. Um, but it's, you know, I, like it's totally bingeable. Like for that reason, it's if I was waiting week to week, I'd be like fucking dying. But, um, And it's only two seasons, and I think it's like two, maybe 22-episode seasons or something like that. Okay. So, uh, But I'm digging it. And so I was watching that. I started that – I think I started that on the plane ride home from Idaho. Um, So it's only really been the last couple days since uh, Saturday Mm -hmm. um, that I've been watching that. But uh, other than that, I – on the plane – out there I downloaded a few animes that I could that had dubs so that I could play my switch I've been watching Magical Senpai which uh is just fan service it's just fan fan service (laughs) anime but it's
1: just about to say it sounds like the cringiest anime (laughs) it's
0: got got the same like setup as like doki doki literature club which is was funny to me at first it's like Uh this kid is like i have to join a club it's mandatory he finds a club where and he even mentions like maybe i could join the literature club that would be easy and i was like this is definitely a reference um but then he joins like the magic club with this girl who's basically got stage fright and basically every time she tries to do magic she ends up in a very sexually explicit situation. <laughs> uh, but it's always, it's always funny. It's always hilarious. I, I enjoy it, even though it's totally fan service. Um, but I watched a little bit of that, uh, and then I started Ghost Stories, which uh, which was one that was recommended to a friend of mine, uh, recommended me by a friend of mine, um, which is an anime that like, I guess was like a serious and straightforward anime in Japan, but when the English dubbing company got a hold of it, I, they just went off-grid the off grid with it, like just went off the off the map with it. Really? And, uh, and so characters just say random, weird, hilarious things. They're in this haunted house, and there's this character, and she just keeps saying, like, you know, through our Lord and Savior, we'll be okay, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's pretty fucking funny.
1: That sounds like um, uh, Shin-Chan. Have you watched Shin-Chan? It used to come on Cartoon Network.
0: No, but I know the little character... Yeah. Uh, I was on Adult Swim at times. Maybe yeah. I woke up and it would be on or something like that. that.
1: That's like probably one of my favorite animes of all time. And that's what they did. Um, like that's like, I, I fall asleep to three shows and that's King of the Hill, uh, Keeping Up Appearances, which is a British TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shin Chan. Those are the three shows I fall asleep to. and shing chan is absolutely hilarious and it's it's kind of similar um it was a in japan it's kind of it's a kind of a wholesome ish tv show Well, not wholesome it's kind of like the simpsons right right and (laughs) it's been on since forever and it's still going now and but then uh funimation redubbed it and they made Uh it totally like (laughs) totally like out there so it sounds like this sounds like uh this ghost stories i might have to check that out
0: yeah definitely check it out it's 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 been a lot of fun so far
1: yeah huh i am love to check that out
0: it also reminds me of a, a movie that we should definitely review for for one week rental at some point uh kung pao enter the fist I oh cool. Yeah. i haven't seen uh, that since i was a child deal, same kind of deal where they took a uh uh, a film redub some lines and then film scenes to put in between it, and it's yeah, it's so fucking funny, especially when they they had the character say what they wanted to. So there's like one girl that they have say the line that they want her to say, but you know in Japanese she's still saying that the full line, so her mouth is still moving. So yeah. sometimes she'll say a line and then she'll just go, "Wee wee wee yeah, uh, and it's so funny every time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I haven't seen that in forever. We're definitely going to have to do that. That's going on yeah, the list.
0: That'd be a blast. Yeah. So uh, what have you been watching?
1: So um, a lot of stuff I watched was, you know, me um, catching up on stuff. I uh, caught up on South Park. I haven't watched South Park in years. So I caught really? up on South, South Park. Um, is fucking... Even this- the- are
0: Go you
1: ahead. doing the post COVID thing? The, yes. there's a, okay. I, I watched all of that. Um, luckily, I the, the reason I even started rewatched COVID was, I mean, rewatched started watching South Park again was because um, we were watching something on Paramount Plus, and then like an ad or something or you know something popped up and it was just like the post COVID showdown or an after COVID uh, special or something like that, right? And then so I'm like, hmm, okay, like I need to, I want to watch that. And so I was like, but I got to catch up on South Park. So like the last time I watched South Park was like probably 2016 when Trump got elected. And then Mr. Garrison became the, you know, in the, in the show, Mr. Garrison was voted president and, you know, they were using him as Trump and stuff like that. And just caught up from there. And I am like, wow, this show is really good. And like, I tried telling a friend about it and they were like, yeah, I never really got into South Park is like really crude and, you know, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, maybe back like in the early, early, early seasons, but like, and like now it's just like, so, you know, you know, so I don't know. It's just like on the nose with everything and it's done in a really nice way. Um, The way they talk about like, police brutality and school shootings and all this and, and and like um fucking um gentrification and like covid and like the, it is just it's crazy it's fun, to see it.
0: fun like i i i haven't watched since i was probably in high school which it's a really long time ago at this point but um but i i always loved it back then and I would just kind of watch it here and there. If I heard like an episode was really good, like I had friends who watched it more so than I did. And I would just kind of watch the ones that they talked about. But um I, and it's my, my brain is always like, I can't just like pick up season 22 or whatever they're on, you know, like I'm like, I got to go back to the beginning and start over it, which I don't think that those older episodes will hold up as well for me. So
1: probably definitely not. Yeah. no.
0: Yeah. that's That's always the hard part is like, I decided I wanted to start over on Always Sunny in Philadelphia and just watch it again from the beginning. And it's like the first season doesn't have Danny DeVito. And I'm like, oh, this is rough. Yeah. And so, yeah. I. But I just like whenever I need to – whenever I decide I'm going to watch something again, I got to like start from the beginning.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Um, speaking of Always Sunny, I actually started watching the new season of that because I totally missed that it came back. I saw a commercial saying that – you know, we're going, we're in London, we're in Ireland now. And I was like, oh, okay, the show's coming back. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, we're one, two episodes in. No, that were they were eight episodes in when I started watching that. So yeah. um, I'm probably on episode five of the new season right now. Um, still have a couple more to go before I'm caught all the way up. I don't know how, exactly how many um, episodes are going to be in this season, but yeah. I've started watching that. This new season is great. The first episode starts with how, Like I'm just gonna spoil the first episode real quick. It's 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 just like it's a whatever episode, but it comes Mm -hmm. out. It's like you know they're they're in a bar and then this guy comes in and they're like, hey, we're ready to get our PPP loan. And then the guy's like, no, 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 no. I'm here to collect on the other the three previous loans that y'all took out. And then so he was like, so what have y'all done with the money? And so he was like, for the first one, you know, what did y'all do with this first loan? And then, you know, it's uh, Mac and Dennis. And they were like, yeah, we used the money to start up a, a you know, a, a country record, you know, country music, you know, career or whatever like that. And then, it, and so then they end up like, you know, people weren't listening to my, our music in this. So we just tried to start it singing about, like, we use the money to create a fucking, um, security company and then we went to the polling stations to whatever to like make sure people weren't stealing because we had our guy and we wanted our guy to win really bad so we wanted to make sure there was no hostility going on and whatever like that so they like dressed up in all this tactical gear and stuff (laughs) and like they're standing outside the polling station like stopping people asking questions and then the guy's like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute and well so before yeah so he's like they're stopping everybody asking questions and stuff and then like they're like well, this isn't working, blah, 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 blah. We people we need to test to see if these people are actually Philadelphians. We don't we don't want no outsiders coming in here and loading up our ballot boxes. And then so him and Dennis get in an argument about who's the best Philadelphia uh uh athlete. <laughs> yeah. And then so then, then so then outside the polling area, they set up their own polling place where they ask people where <laughs> ask people to vote for who's the better uh philadelphian athlete whether if donovan McNabb or if it's rocky Balboa, and so and then so that and then said then they were like yeah and it messed everything up it messed all the votes up and stuff like that and then the guy who's doing the loans like wait a minute y'all fucking ruined y'all the reason why uh y'all are the reason why like the election got screwed up and it there was like yeah sorry about that right and then he's like okay so what is this other loan that y'all did. And it's Frank's and Frank just had like a hair dyeing company, underground hair dyeing company. Right. And so he was using Chinese motor oil on people's hair. And then (laughs) one day, one day, uh, a a very important person came in and he was like, and he did the hair for him. He was a really nice guy and everything like that come to find out it was Rudy Giuliani. And so (laughs) he's like, so then he was like watching the news one day. And it was like, when Rudy Giuliani's hair started, uh, melting, his, 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 his hands started yeah. rolling and he was like, Frank was like, Oh my gosh, that was my fault. I, I use I stopped using Chinese motor oil and I started using American motor oil. Mm-hmm. And that's why it ran down his face. And it's like, you're the reason why, and the guy's like, you're the reason why that. And then like Charlie and uh, D, they had their business and it was like, yeah, we just created outfits for people. And they created the outfit for people who like stormed the Capitol. And oh. it's like, <laughs> it's like, and he's like, So, you guys, y'all did all this stuff. <laughs> y'all did all this stuff, and you know, all this importance, all the major events that happened in 2020. And it was like, Yeah, we just wanted to make sure our guy won. It's like, You want to make sure Trump won? And it's like, Trump, no, we all voted for, we wanted to vote for Kanye. We wanted Kanye to win. So, I'm just like, Let's go. Uh, and was like, so, they did uh, all that for to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was, uh, that was the first so,
0: episode. It was really one, good. One, I saw one piece. I was at my friend's house and he was watching it. And I saw one like scene, and it was just Dennis had COVID and he was trying not to cough so that nobody would think he had COVID. And he oh, just, yeah. he's just going like, Ooh, like he's trying not to cough. Yeah, yeah that's the
1: last sure. episode I just finished. I just finished Love that it. one. Great show. Uh, all right, uh,
0: cool. Watch uh, anything else?
1: Uh, yeah, I did watch. I won't go in super detail. I did also watch Lost in Space. I um, the TV show. Yeah, the TV show on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. It's really good. It's season three, it's the final season. Um, if you haven't watched this stuff, it's really good. Um, the first season, the production quality wasn't quite there. Um, mm-hmm. But the second and third season, it's like it's mind blowing how much money Netflix do doing to this show. It looks yeah. really good. Um, hmm. I also watched the new season of The Witcher. Really good.
0: Oh, I gotta do that. I gotta watch
1: that. Yeah, really good. Loved it.
0: Um, I think I'll start that. Uh, if I'm, if I'm going to play Metroid on my Switch and uh, can't read subtitles on KG, I might start that tonight. Uh, especially with the Hue lights that I showed you. I have the Hue lights set up for the the TV area. I think it'll be cool for The Witcher.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and you made me want to go. I uh, googled uh, the Unison light control.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: googled that, and I was like, I gotta get this, because like okay. we have a... But then... I don't know how well that will work because we have a projector in the oh, okay. living room. So I don't know how well that's going to look like in the, with a projector going, all these extra lights going. But I looked into yeah. it. So it looks really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I have just the Hue lights and then I have like Hue Sync, I think is the software on my computer. So I just got to run it through my laptop and it just takes a look at that. I, I think I elaborated that they sell a $229 HDMI Hue Sync box that I'm like, uh. I want it, but that's pretty steep, so Yeah. We'll see.
1: Cool. So yeah. And okay. That's it for me.
0: Sweet. Um yeah, I I might check out Lost in Space. I, I've never really had an aspiration to watch it, but
1: Yeah, it's nothing like the old T V show. I mean it kind of is mean
0: Like yeah, I that's the thing, is I've never I don't have the nostalgia for the old show, so
1: I didn't either. Um it was really my mom, um a lot of shows that I watch except for I mean, like shows like uh, Lost in Space and like, um, I don't know, stuff like that. It's really my mom. She was like, she'll call me and be like, hey, did you watch blah, 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 blah? And I'd be like, no, not really. And then she was like, go watch it. And then I'll watch it and then I'll love it, you know? So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, uh, well, with, you, with your recommendation, I trust your recommendation, so maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, okay. So Matrix Revolutions, what were your impressions of the film?
1: Um, honestly, I don't think this movie was as bad as people made it out to be. Um, it was long, unnecessarily long, I feel like, and I don't know, it, it also could have just been from, I don't know, it just, I don't know, it could have been, it might've felt long because I did just watch, I watched it back to back, so it might've felt, you know, long to me but for the mm-hmm. most part I don't I didn't have really an issue with this movie in general I know a lot of people hated the um the fight suits that whole thing didn't mm-hmm. mind it Um overall this isn't the best mo- it, is, it is the worst uh, Matrix movie um, yeah but overall I didn't really I didn't hate it I walked away saying okay well I'm never going to watch this again, but I didn't hate it, you know? Um, And that's usually my gauge is like, I have three gauges. It's like, it's good. It was meh and it was terrible. And if I'm never going to watch it again, you know, usually that's, usually that's a meh for me. So it was a meh movie, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, um, Matrix Reloaded was meh. This one's just bad. Like this one is I I just think that like so much of the shit that they set up is really quickly resolved. Um, it I don't like what they did story-wise. I, I think that you talk about it talking about the movies feeling really long. It's because you know, Reloaded and Revolutions are just part one and part two of the same film. And they were supposed to be released like weeks apart. And I think that we talked about it previously, like that it ended up being like six months apart. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, I don't like anything that they do in this movie and, and things that should be cool aren't cool because we'll get to the, to the end of the movie where um, they're fighting like the swarms of, machines and it's that captain Mifune guy. And I didn't care for him at all because we didn't really like, they didn't build up his character at all. It, like there was no stakes for me because I was just like, it was it's whatever. Um, you yeah, know, we spent a lot of time in this movie with characters. I didn't give a shit about really. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And, um, like that captain Mifune guy, the, the kid, uh, there's stuff like the stuff with the Merovingian should have been cooler yeah. and it just wasn't. It's really quickly resolved. It's there's the stuff with the train station that gets a little bit too into the theory. Like, I that just wasn't explained. Like, I was, I was listening to something where they were like, Yeah, I guess it's like a router because if you think about it, like, there's the machine world, there's the matrix, and there's like got to be a way to get from the machine world to the matrix. And that's why we see like the train station and like sati's there because she's like a product of love between programs and they're putting her on the train to take her to the matrix so that she can hide because she would be like an exile program like that shit was just way too complex and like i feel like my 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 issue with reloaded and to a greater extent revolutions is that i feel like they set up some cool stuff in the matrix of being like there's The copper tops, the people, the batteries, you know, like that are in the matrix and they're just kind of blissfully ignorant. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Smiths, which are like the programs that keep everything running. Right. Yeah. And that was simple enough. Like it was a cool concept of like they're in a simulation. The Smiths are, are programs. And that's why they can like move faster and stuff. They can kind of like take over bodies and whatever, like all that shit's cool. And it's just the right amount of like theory, philosophy and action in that film and just like it it just works like it's great in reloaded i started i talked about how they they got a little bit too much into the theory and the philosophy and the the you know simulation and like where the concepts were just way too deep and in this one i think it's like stuff starts to break down where it's like okay, there's a program that runs, like, everything has a program that runs it, you know, the birds and, like, the fucking, everything has a program, and then programs can fall in love, and now programs are having kids, and they have to go to this train station to get to the, and, like, it just was too much. Like, it's all just stuff I didn't want and just too much. To me, that's, like, that shit was midichlorians, of, like, I didn't need to know any of this, and it's not, it doesn't, it didn't matter to me, and it was just like, and and then, like Neo, who's supposed to be this fucking badass, is stuck in a train station for like a third of the movie. <laughs> it's just fucking like I don't know. It's yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess.
1: Um, I I, I hear you. I I really I I don't know. Like I said in before, I kind of I kind of like I like the oh. theory movie type things where people are just like just trying just talking. Talking through stuff like that, I can't really think of a of a um, that's of a probably. good example movie. There's of plenty it.
0: movies like that, like Inception or or even Matrix One, where they're talking about theory, but it's interesting, and then they don't, you know, it doesn't, it's not so deep that it gets boring. Like that's my issue with this movie, this yeah. movie and the last movie, when Neo meets the Architect, and They have that whole conversation and i'm just like i don't know what the fuck is happening here like it's just way too like heady for me and i just can't like i just get bored i just my eyes glaze over and i and i lose it like they just don't do it in a way that's uh, that like is where i'm understanding and like learning as they're talking and like there's revelations and like i'm like oh shit that's cool like in the first movie they nail that shit Like, when you start to learn about what the Matrix is, like, I had that moment all over again where I was just like, this is fucking cool. And every time that Neo was talking to the architect or the Oracle or to programs when he's in the train station, I'm just like, fucking, I don't don't get it. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe that's the thing. But I'm just like, I don't get it, and I'm just, I don't care anymore.
1: So did, um, so, um, did you ever watch the movie Ex Machina? with like um, the robot that's like the dude goes, he works for a company and then they fly him yeah. out to the thing you watch. Have you seen that movie?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Did
1: you, did you like that? Cause I feel like that's kind of yeah. the same way where yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. we're just doing a lot of talking and theory and how the brain works and all this other stuff.
0: Yeah. Which is fine. Like I found, I found that movie super entertaining. I loved it. Um, I, and it was really, really like enthralling. Yeah, I just feel like Matrix misses the mark a little bit with like I just didn't care. <laughs> I just like they didn't make me care. They didn't make and then they would introduce stuff like uh, the Train Man, right? Like yeah, who, who the fuck is he? How does he? How does he get between the two worlds? Like is he a pro? Like I don't know, man. It's so is
1: it, so is it more like is it like too much small detail and not enough like big detail or is it? Like, or or like I'm saying, like, okay, okay, like let's take the train man for instance, like where it doesn't really like, they don't really, they just say, oh yeah, he's the train man. And you know, his domain is this train area and whatever he can do, whatever he wants. And is it, but they didn't really like explain, like, what is exactly your purpose? It's like, he's just,
0: Uh, I feel like, I feel like they tried to do too much, too much and explore these really heady concepts and i think they did it in a way that wasn't that made it not approachable for for everybody and and certainly not for me to in a a way where i was like i don't know what's happening and i'm just and i just don't care anymore like i just like like i can only rewind the scene so many times to where i'm like i still don't get it gotcha and i just think that it's just i just think that it's not explained well, and that there's stuff that we didn't need. I didn't need the whole train man thing. I didn't need Sati's character. Like, I just, just they just went in a direction that I didn't like. Yeah. I think that's what it boils down to, is I, is I just don't like what they did.
1: Hmm. So do you think they went, like, they were like, hey, we, people love this, and they just got too far up their own behinds riding it? And it's like, yeah, now we got to go super, like, got to go super, like, into it and all this other stuff, and do you think they just kind of just fumbled I think so. it, or do you, do you think like it could have been they could have it could have been done in a like everything stayed the same, they just could have done it a different way, or do you think it just should have just scrapped the whole way they the whole direction they went? In?
0: No, I think I think that they I think that we talked about this on Reloaded. Um, I think that Matrix was a huge success, and that they went away from it and they said, well, what do people like about matrix about, about the matrix? And they were like fight scenes and the simulate, like the simulation theory stuff. And then they just did like way too much of that stuff. Like the, like, but in ways that I like, I I just don't think that like, I think matrix is a really good standalone movie and I just didn't like two or three. And like, I didn't need that much more. They tried to turn it into a, a trilogy, and um, and then I think reloaded comes out, and probably got some negative reviews. I think we talked about it, you know, I think it was still I think that one was still well received yeah it was it wasn't too bad, like that one's met, but I think that like they probably could have come away from that and said, like, okay, we need to do this, this, and this to make the next one a hit, but they were already filming it, and it was you know it was due to be released like, you know, a couple weeks afterwards. Like, That's the problem. When you film two movies back-to-back, you can't respond to criticisms if the first one doesn't work out, you know?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So, so I think that that's... I think ultimately they should have done two and seen what the response was like and then spent some more time on three, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. the Animatrix should have been... I still haven't seen it, but based on what you said, the Animatrix should have been like a key part of the of the of the trilogy you know would you would, so if the do you think so you said the Animatrix is really good do you think if they would have done the Animatrix in its own movie would that would have well, fixed the,
0: the problem is that yeah I mean the problem is that the, the, the Animatrix is a big part of it and I think a lot of people didn't see it I think it's easy for a lot of people to have missed that yeah. especially because it's not you know fucking my grandparents are not going to go watch animatrix you know like they may have they may have seen the matrix and i think i talked about last episode they probably wouldn't have understood a lot of the concepts but like they're definitely not going to go watch the animatrix and the animatrix is like weird to watch just for just for everyday audiences like it's uh 10 or so episodes 10 or so five to 10 minute episodes mm-hmm. about in different art styles, about different things in the matrix and they're yeah. just really quick vignettes basically. Um,
1: so, so this kind of reminds me of like, I heard a couple of people saying that saying something similar to the Marvel TV shows now where like the Marvel TV shows have key moments Yeah, that kind of, um, you know, kind of like tie into like the main movie series and that they're upset that you have to watch all these TV shows and stuff like that for the Marvel movies. And so I can I can kind of understand where that would be like, you know, we okay, I don't really want to watch this. It's kind of dumb or whatever like that. I get
0: that. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing is like everybody watches that like, so it's hard. Like I was talking to my friend about this recently. I was like, yeah, it, one of the things that makes uh, Marvel movies so amazing is that you do have so much history with these characters. Um, I just saw Spider-Man no way home. We'll talk about that on the next episode or we're going to do a special episode for that. Um, where we, where I'll give my impressions on that. Have you watched it yet?
1: Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've watched it.
0: Okay. So with that, yeah, I mean that's like twenty years of, of history that goes into into that movie. And I and it's yeah. such a good movie because those characters I know from other movies. And like that's it's cool. Like it's 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 really cool that you can do something like And that's even outside of that's even greater than just the Marvel movies, you know, watching six movies and then watching Avengers or watching the twenty-two movies and then going into like Avengers Endgame. Like Yeah. That was even outside of that where it's like other properties like uh, you know other the universes that they do so um but I think that that stuff is really cool but it is hard for like my friend who doesn't watch any of the Marvel stuff where I'm like yeah like this movie fucking hit for me but you're gonna have to go watch like six or seven movies just to like feel how I felt that's hard to do that's one thing because Marvel is so big people know like Disney knows people watch all the movies and consume all the content and the Disney Plus content like they know people watch WandaVision and are going to go into Multiverse of Madness with that background. So it's one thing with that, where it's so widespread. I don't think matrix was that. And I don't think animatrix was that at all. Like, and then also them putting like fucking lore for Niobe and ghost character in a video game. Yeah. Like now you're crossing mediums like that's That's an even bigger thing of like, you know, My mom, my mom might have watched The Matrix. My mom didn't go play Path of Neo and Enter the Matrix video games. Like, she's not gonna like. So I feel like that's just really ambitious, and I think that that's one of the problems that that this movie suffers from is that they tucked a lot of the lore into comic books, movies, video games, uh, animes, and like that's just not approachable for most people.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: and then and then yeah, it just goes back to like. This movie didn't do things that I like. Like this, we'll get into it. Let's, we should get into the plot because because I'll be able to like better talk about this stuff as we go through it. Um, yeah. But I just don't like what they did.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, this movie is, is 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 meh to me. It's not like extremely meh. It's like mm, meh, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably never going to watch it again. Um, yeah. And if it's, and if I'm browsing TV and if it's on TBS or something like that, I might pause for a second to see what, at what part are they're at. And then other than that, I'm just going, okay, well switching the channel, you know, there's nothing in this movie that just grabs you and like, makes you want to, oh, wow. This is like, you know, you know, it doesn't give you that feeling. And I'm guessing it's missing heart, even though they try to, make it seem like it has heart the first movie had heart the second movie had heart this one it doesn't seem like it has any heart in it and um and i think
0: when you say say heart you mean from a filmmaking perspective or like i mean there's nothing to like nobody to root for
1: i mean it's kind of um i don't know i I say heart uh, like it just feel like that, okay so when i describe like so me and my friend zach we 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 both make music uh he does rock music and i do uh just whatever music right and he and when like we're playing songs to each other it's like yeah this this song doesn't have any heart it doesn't have any like emotion or it doesn't bring anything out of you you know and that when i say heart that's what i mean and so in this movie this movie didn't have any heart yeah
0: so I, yeah there's just nobody to like nobody to root for there's no fuck yeah moments or like where you're like invested emotionally
1: yeah so it just didn't have any heart yeah. for me so but other than so it, it was fine i mean not okay <laughs> it wasn't fine it was yeah so like i said it's meh but i don't i don't hate it like how the masses hate it
0: yeah all right, well, let's get into the plot. Maybe we'll get a we'll get we'll come up with some finer points uh, yeah. that we can talk to so as we go through
1: it. When we go through it, I'm like, yeah, this part fucking sucked. This part fucking sucked. And then by the end of it, it's like, you know what? I hated this
0: fucking movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but that's the thing is that just progressively as we go through the movies, there's less and less that I like. It is yeah. it's the biggest thing, and I think that like in the first one, I was like, man, fucking. Morpheus explaining the Matrix to Neo in that scene when they're in the like construct and he's showing him the world and shit. I was like, this is so cool. And him taking the pill and like, what's real? Like that. Like I love so many of the concepts, the themes, and the and and the fighting in the first one. And you know when Neo realizes he is the one and the the fact that the or- Oracle said like you're not and then he but he is because it, that shit's all great. Matrix one is so good. Yeah. And then two, it's like okay i like the part where you know the fight scene with the agents is you know looks a little cheesy and it's but it's cool the chore- choreography is cool of it yeah um they, there's some concepts about uh uh the merovingians kind of a cool character like the 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 idea that like ghosts are rogue programs and those ghost characters are cool and there's the the, the highway battle that's cool like the key master that stuff's kind of cool the, the fact that there's like a heist that I wish they spent more time on, that was kind of cool. Like, there's all that shit that I was like, there's still some cool things in there. This movie, I feel like there's just nothing. Like, let's go through it and I'll tell you how many things I think are cool because I don't think there's a lot. Okay, so uh, Matrix Revolutions, uh, released in 2003, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, J.J. Pinkett Smith, runtime of two hours and nine minutes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 35% from critics, 60% from the audience. uh, Written and directed by Lana and Lily Wachowski, who also did Matrix and Matrix Reloaded, V for Vendetta, Speed Racer. um, Which I'm, I, you know what? Speed Racer, I almost watched on my vacation. I, I still want to watch it. Whatever.
1: Why does people. What's so. Have you ever seen Speed Racer? Because I. No, no. I've recently maybe it's because of the new matrix movie, but I've been hearing yeah. a lot of people talk about speed racer. And I don't know if it's a good movie or a bad movie.
0: Yeah. And- no, uh, it, it, it sounds like it was a bad movie, but uh, I, I keep seeing like the same article that just says like speed racer was, uh, was ahead of its time. Like it, that's the reason it was poorly received. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I got to go watch it. Well, we'll see. It's on HBO max, so I'll give it a go. Um, Okay, so the plot of Matrix Revolutions. Uh, Bane and Smith, uh, Bane slash uh, Smith, I should say. Bane slash Smith and Neo are both in an unconscious state. The former is said to be merely asleep, whereas uh, neural patterns of Neo are, identico, are, are identico, identical to those of people who are connected to the Matrix. Morpheus, dispirited after the destruction of the Nebuchadnezzar, and discovering the true nature of the prophecy at the end of the last film starts a search for Neo within the Matrix, despite him not being jacked in. Uh, as you will recall, at the end of Matrix Reloaded, they're getting chased down by some sentinels. Uh, Neo puts out his hand, uh, says he can feel them, does some stuff, basically puts out their hand and his hand, and uh, they all fall down. Uh, and then he goes, he, he falls unconscious, they lay him in the bed, and it pans up, and you see that Bane slash Smith is uh in the bed next to him um yep uh so uh yeah so neo is like in the matrix but not connected so it's an interesting thing and honestly like do we ever get any explanation for how he knocked down the sentinels and how his powers worked outside the matrix i'm trying Um, to remember
1: Which I, the thing, I feel the thing like that I hear talked about
0: here, the thing that I hear talked about a lot here is like uh, is a really cool concept, but it sounds like something that they they should have done, but they didn't do, um, and everybody agrees that it probably would have made the movie better. Is to just say like even in the real world, they're still in the matrix. It's just another level of the matrix. People like that concept a lot. So. Um, yeah. but and that's, I, I guess not what happened. And I
1: actually think, I think we're, I think they do kind of explain how he did that in, uh, revolutions. I think they explained how he was able to do that.
0: In revolutions. Well, that's he, the movie we watched. Are you talking about resurrection?
1: Yeah. Resurrection. Sorry. I think they explained it in resurrections. And I think that's because I remember hearing something about how that works. So I think that might've okay. just been in resurrections.
0: Okay, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, All right, so Neo is, in fact, trapped in Limbo, a subway station named Mobile Avenue. Uh, Mobile, notably being an anagram for Limbo, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, A transition zone between the Matrix and the Source, which is the machine mainframe. At this station, Neo meets a family of programs. The little girl called Sati talks to, to Neo, saying that her father has told her Neo isn't supposed to be in the station. Father, uh, The father tells Neo that Mobile Avenue is controlled by a program, the train man, who, interns, uh, who in turn is an exile loyal only to the Merovingian. Uh, when Neo tries to board the train with the family, the train man refuses and knocks him away from the train, telling Neo he makes the rules down here. And this is fucking stupid. I don't know why you're introducing this character. I don't care. Uh, it's whatever. Stupid! I don't like it. Uh Seraph. Uh, Seraph. Uh, contacts Morpheus on behalf of the Oracle, who now resides in a different shell. In quotations, um, she. Uh, yeah, the 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 actress that played her in the previous movie uh, passed away, um, and they replaced her with a different actor. And
1: um, I, I kind of I thought I was gonna hate that they did that, but I. I'm not going to lie. I
0: liked the way they just explained, explained it. it. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. I, I they explained it away uh, in a way that makes sense in the universe. So I will say,
1: I wish they would have did that with fucking tank and not that he died off screen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's for me.
1: Marcus Cho. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, they, uh, I also saw a piece of trivia here that I'll, I'll reference real quick. Uh, Mary Alice played Lawrence Fishburne's mother in his first professional stage appearance when he was 10 years old. So we get like a, a, oh, nice. reuni- uh, a reunion of, uh, of those two actors in this film, um, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, so um, the train man refuses, knocks him away, telling him Neo, that he makes the rules down here. Seraph contacts Morpheus on behalf of the Oracle, who now resides in a different shell. The Oracle informs Morpheus and Trinity of Neo being trapped in Mobile Avenue. Seraph, Morpheus, and Trinity pursue the train man to secure Neo's release, but he escapes. Their only option now is to go to a place called Club Hell and confront the Merovingian for Neo's freedom. The three fight their way uh, from the club's parking garage to the Code Check Station. They engage uh, with some of Merovingian's guards. They're like running on the ceiling, so they're shooting. And it's just Matrix action stuff, which is always, always welcome. Um, And then once they... uh, uh, get past all of the guards, they do the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen in a movie, which is they all walk, like, back to back in, like, they're circling, like, they're they're all back to back in, like, the three of them and they're circling as they're walking through the club with their guns out and they look fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of, I you know, I've always hate, I don't know what movie made me hate that, that, like, Back to back you know unless like all guns out i don't know what movie made me hate that but like i think it's such a cringy thing to do now movies are such a stereotypical thing and i don't like it <laughs> at all i think
0: i think that's fine when you go back to back and like they're like spinning around shooting but this the way that they're doing it through the middle of the club where people are just like hanging out having a good time it's just so fucking cringy <laughs> i don't like it um uh, so, the trio force their way into the large dance hall, brandishing two guns each. The Merovingian, in a display of scornful admiration, tells them to hand over their guns, and he'll meet with them directly. The Merovingian demands, which, I, they drop their guns pretty much immediately, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Come on. Like, this guy's gonna betray you or something. He doesn't, but it felt wrong at the time. Uh, the Merovingian demands the eyes of the Oracle in exchange for, the Neo, for Neo's release, and... That sounds like an interesting setup, right? Like, that they'd, he'd be like, I want the eyes of the Oracle. And they're like, well, we have to now decide between basically giving him the Oracle. And or saving or getting, Neo. Or Neo back. Yeah. And wouldn't that be interesting if they did that? Yeah, this... But they don't. They don't. They quickly resolve it because Trinity loses her patience and provokes a Mexican standoff in which she Morpheus Seraph and the Merovingian each have guns to to the uh like other people's heads, forcing the Merovingian to release Neo.
1: Speak real quick about the Merovingian. Yeah. Why did why did the girl take him back? Is was she just program to like she didn't have she didn't do anything this movie which was kind of upsetting but yeah. why would she uh what was the name Prespero Presperon
0: no Persephone
1: per- Persephone uh um like like you were like super upset you turned you like betrayed him and then like y'all are back together and I was and I was just like is this part of the program or are you just programmed to always be with him or like like yeah, it no, feels I think- like it felt like if She turned him like he caused she caused what she did in the last movie caused so much issue for him. He lost the key maker and all this other stuff that he wanted. He had like set up and everything you would think like he would either she would not want to be back with him because of what he did or he would have had her deleted or killed or something like that. So them being back together made no sense to me at all. And then she didn't do anything in this movie.
0: Yeah, she doesn't do anything, but the Merovingian doesn't even do anything in this movie really. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess true, yeah. But I think the the rationale there is like she had to hit him where it hurts because he was cheating on her, and I think that at that it, it's not a healthy relationship by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that, yeah. you know, she was just trying to get back at him for what he was doing and maybe that at that point they were like, Alright, we're we're even now. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. And this whole this like the whole like hierarchy
0: she didn't need to be there she doesn't she does you know the only thing that she does is is when and trinity pulls out the gun and provokes this like mexican standoff she goes she's in love and that's it yeah that's her only line in the fucking movie
1: it is, it, i don't know and i i don't like this i didn't like the whole hierarchy of the matrix in the, like this whole hierarchy of programs in the matrix. I think that's also a thing that they just could have done without. It's yeah. like, yeah. So just, you know, like you're saying with the train man, it's just like all these different levels and all these different people doing different things. And things.
0: Is she, I actually think that's interesting. I mean, the idea that there's like rogue programs who are, who are running, you know, like a, a, underworld of like the matrix and are figuring out ways to exploit it for themselves. I actually find that to be like interesting, especially the fact that like when they introduce like ghosts and fucking werewolves and shit, like in the last one, but that's stuff that I thought would have been cool. And they just spend like basically no time on it. They took those two ghost characters who you would expect to like show up at the end. They got blown up in a car and that somehow killed them. Like we talked about that last time. And I don't know. It's like they they left a lot of cool shit on the table in favor of doing just dumb shit like this. Like this scene right here is a perfect example of that, where, you know, he says he wants the eyes of the Oracle. Trinity gets impatient. She pulls the gun because she's in love. And then he's just like, yeah, cool. I guess I'll let him go. Like, why isn't there a, a line there where he says, like, no, if you want him back, like, you need me. Like, you kill me, you'll never get him back. Yeah there's nothing there's like it's instantly resolved
1: yeah
0: uh, and like like the next thing in my note really is is uh in mobile avenue neo tries to uh to leave by running through the train tunnel when he does he simply runs back into the station from the opposite direction and then he goes shit (laughs) and it's stupid and then the next note that i have here is sometime later trinity arrives and frees neo so what the fuck why Why have that train to, if it's going to be that result, it resolved that fucking quickly. What's the point?
1: Yeah. And so I could, so this is like more of, I could see it, it, they could have cut all of this out. They could have, they could have had the conversation. Yeah. They could have, you know, Neo could have had the conversation in the fucking, in the dude, in with the train dude, um, get stuck down there and then, you know, Neo and I mean not Neo, Trinity and Morpheus could have talked to the Oracle, figured out where it was, and Oracle could have just opened up a door. They can open up back doors and stuff like that. Open up this back door here. You're going to go to the train station. Neo is there, but be careful. There is a guy who runs the train station. It's called a Train Man. They fight. They fight this guy, and then they get out. They didn't have to do the whole Maravinci uh the, uh the 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 mayor. The fucking dude, the French guy. And they didn't have to do any of that. They could have skipped all of that and then just fucking went straight to the thing. Cause like you said, it didn't pay off. It didn't add anything. You just immediately whatever. They could have just cut that out. And that could have been a you know, Neo loves asking questions and he would have just good, he could have just been like, How did you do this? And then they could have just explained it away in a couple of sentences, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So this is all this whole scene was pointless. And when this was happening, and I remember we were watching it together, um, I got up, and I went and fixed me something to eat, and the scene was still going on, and I didn't miss anything important, because it didn't <laughs>
0: matter. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, it's not good, and it's just, yeah, like, I mean, you could you could have... Yeah, you could have missed everything in the movie up until this point, and you'd be fine. Because Trinity rescues him from the from the, the train station, and it's like, none yeah. of that shit mattered. It doesn't, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, troubled by new visions of the machine city, Neo decides to visit the Oracle one last time before returning to the real world. She informs him that, as the one, upon visiting the source, the machine mainframe, he developed a connection with it um the matrix and the rest of the machine world are derived from the source as well thus we learn that all of neo's abilities both in and out of the matrix exist because of the connection i see this is shit that oh, like okay. was probably said but i didn't fucking
1: get. yeah it. i probably missed this D too that's why this is what i probably heard it subconsciously but then blocked it out and then matrix revel uh fuck what's the name resurrection uh fucking Said something, and I was like, Oh, okay, now I get it, you know. So, yeah, yeah, so that's
0: but this is so, but this is saying because he went to that room where he talked with the architect that now he has a connection to the source, the machine mainframe, and that's why he can see the machine world.
1: Yeah, I don't know, super cool. I get, yeah, I I guess I kind of get it because you know, if he has this connection in both, and I mean, did he in the first? in the second movie, did it actually show like an EMP burst or did he, or did they just show like the machines falling?
0: He just, he just says he can feel the machines and then he puts his hand out and he knocks them down.
1: Yeah. So I can, I can, I can get that kind of, if, if they say, but it's,
0: that's so fucking limp. Like that's so stupid. Like in the first movie, we have this, this like arc that he goes on to get, to become the one and get his powers. And then he's super powerful. And like, to where it's like the Oracle, you know, tells him that, like, like he's got the decision to make where he saves Morpheus or he, you know, and either he or Morpheus will die, and he dies and then comes back, and it's like this whole thing of, like, this whole arc of him getting his powers. And in this one, it's like, ah, he walked into this room yeah. and now he's got, now he's powerful in the real world. Now yeah. he, can, he can control, you know, or knock down machines. stupid. It's stupid. Um, uh... Yeah, so thus we learned that all of Neo's abilities, both in and out of the Matrix, exist because of this connection. This is how Neo was able to stop the machines giving pursuit after the Nebuchadnezzar was destroyed. Uh, although the end result of his lack of preparation was temporary confinement in Mobile Avenue. Why? Why?
1: Uh, because they wrote it in the script.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, because the plot needed him to be stuck and give, I don't know, Morpheus and Trinity something to do. Um, really? She characterizes really, uh,
1: all of this didn't even matter. All this fucking didn't even matter. He could have just woke up. All this he could have just fucking woke up. You know, he could like at the beginning they could have started the movie with him waking up. It didn't even they didn't have to do none of this. None of this fucking mattered. See, this I is uh,
0: uh, it was Lana or, or Lily Wachowski, I would say like well. We needed him to have a connection to the machine world so that we can have the stuff at the end happen where he's, you know, able to go there, like, have these visions. Right? It's,
1: but it's, it didn't even matter. He could have just woke up and he'd be like, hey, I need to go talk to the or- Oracle. And then they could have started the movie off with him waking up and immediately <laughs> going <and laughs> talking to the Oracle.
0: They could have said, fuck the whole train station thing. Like, yes. it really doesn't matter. Like, even Sati's character, like, really doesn't matter. Like, Yeah. I oh. like I don't know. They had to put that in there to get their like concepts of love and shit across.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> uh, it's
1: the, bad. Uh, it's
0: bad. Like this is like as I'm, we're talking about it more, you're gonna realize how bad this movie yeah, is.
1: Yeah, I'm turning so fast. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was destroyed. Although the end result was uh, was uh, of his lack of preparation was his temporary confinement in Mobile Avenue. It was only temporary because fucking. Trinity held a gun to some guy's head and got it. We're like, alright, alright, whatever. She characterizes Smith, who's also growing in power, as his exact opposite and his negative. She also elaborates upon the relationship between her and the architect. She also tells Neo cryptically that everything has a beginning and an end. Uh which I didn't I mind. Everything this. that has everything that has beginning has an end. Yeah, no, I think she's good. I like the Oracle stuff. Yeah. I don't think the Oracle stuff is bad. Um, and once that Smith's power threatens not only the Matrix, but also the Source and eventually the Machine City, the Oracle states that war is about to end one way or another. And this is cool. The the fact that Smith is growing in power and now that he's a, he, since Neo killed him in the first one, and now that he's a rogue program, basically, one of the exiles that he's, you know, was originally trying to police. Yeah it's cool that he now threatens both humans and the machines because he's gone rogue and that's how he's gaining power. Like that's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That
0: that should have been the plot of the second one. They put it off to this one and then the way that they resolve it isn't cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very, it is, it's yeah. And, and you know, even no, I'm thinking, I don't know if I would have liked it if it was in the second one. Because in the second one, even though his, his goal in the second one was trying to figure everything out, like, why am I this thing? You know, why is this, you know, the thing with the architect and all this other stuff? I'm starting to think now, like, if they would have put everything in, if they would have put everything in the whole Smith thing, if they would have did all of that in the second movie, then this movie would have been even worse because then it would have been the architect and it's like figure out this stuff with the architect and then it would have been yeah no,
0: no no but they shouldn't they shouldn't have done that
1: at all you think this should have just been a two-piece movie
0: um i mean if they wanted to make it a trilogy really badly they could have but with the stuff that they did i agree that yes the architect stuff had to be in the second one while Smith is kind of figuring out his powers and we kind of forget about him for the second movie and then he comes back in the third movie, Powerful, and he's the main bad guy. So, you know, like, that that makes sense if you have to have all those elements, but I don't think they had to have all those elements. Like, I, I think that they could have done more stuff with Smith in the second one and then had, like... I mean, I guess they didn't need to do three. I don't know. They could... Yeah, it's, I, hard say, it's hard to say what they could have done you know not being a writer myself or not <laughs> having the vision but the stuff that they did I don't like the way they did
1: yeah I hear you
0: um so uh let's see let's see where were we uh he developed a connection with it yeah the newsos got the abilities so, yeah so everything has a beginning and an end everything that has a beginning has an end she says um uh ...warns that Smith's power not only threatens the Matrix... ...but also the Source and eventually the Machine City... ...the Oracle states that the war is about to end one way or another. After Neo takes leave of the Oracle... ...a large group of Smith clones arrive at her home. One of them, the original Smith... ...finds Seraph and Sati. Uh, Smith then confronts the unresisting Oracle... ...and assimilates her. Uh, He sticks his hand in her chest and... ...goos her and then takes her over her body... ...and becomes another Smith... And having gained her powers of precognition, the Smith cackles maniacally at the future he is seeing. So here, what's happening here is that he can see the future. We learn from the Oracle that you can see uh, only the decisions that you understand. We learn that in the second movie. Yep. What he is seeing here, and I'm explaining this to you because it wasn't clear to me, um, he sees all the way to the end of the movie where he knows that he wins. Yeah. He, sees, he sees himself assimilating Neo and taking him over. So he cackles maniacally because he knows that he wins. Yeah. As far as he can see. Um, so in the real world, the remaining crew of the Nebuchadnezzar and the Molnir and the crew of the Molnir is referred to, uh, just as the crew of the hammer, uh, probably because Molnir is hard to say, uh, for, for us, uh, in counter Niobe's deactivated ship, the logos, uh, and its crew, whose uh, ordeal is portrayed in the game *Enter the Matrix*. Again, that's uh, this is a, a, actually a fairly handy note that was in my in my synopsis thing here. But yeah, the um, they encounter Niobe's deactivated ship, the Logos, and its crew, whose ordeal is portrayed in the game *Enter the Matrix*. So this is in between two and three. This is what was happening to Niobe's crew, which is great. Yeah. But if you didn't play *Enter the Matrix*, you have no fucking clue. Yeah. Uh, They successfully reactivate the ship and begin to interrogate the now-awakened Bane, who claims he has no memory of the events of the earlier battle. Uh, After contemplating his visions, Neo uh, announces that he needs a ship to travel to the Machine City, although he cannot explain why. Uh, Roland, the Mjolnir's captain, uh, refuses him, but Niobe, who was told by the Oracle and Into the Matrix that she would have to make a choice to help Neo or not, Again, putting more stuff in the video game that a lot of people probably didn't play. Yep, I played it. I remember. Uh, it was a fun game, actually. I remember that being like really good. Uh, I,
1: I played the demo, and I think it, this was back way back when. Uh, yeah, you would play a game, and then they would have a demo for another game on the game that you're playing, and that's yeah. the, that's my only you know exposure to this game. And I mean, the Enter the Matrix and the um, what was the other game? Path of Neo. Um, Path of Neo, yeah. Those those are the only way. Those is just like a quick demo. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I know about them.
0: If you're asking Ash, the gamer, I'm like, fuck yeah, give me a movie trilogy that's got video games that kind of build out the lore. Like, I'll play the games. I'll watch the movie. It'll be great. As a studio head, I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you can't just put big shit that, like, influence it. Like, this is going to influence the plot of this movie. This is the reason that Niobe gives... Neo her ship like this is like a big thing you're gonna put that in a video game that probably a lot of people didn't play if I remember correctly it was only on Xbox too you had to have an Xbox play it
1: and I um I get like I get the idea you know but don't don't put like key stuff into the game don't put like I mean don't I mean you can put you can put Like, I don't know, you can do this whole thing, but don't base the movie, don't base key parts of the movie on the game. Just fucking make, (laughs) just make it this own story. You know, like I'm pretty sure there's like fucking uh, Lord of the Rings games out there that fucking have nothing to do with the fucking, the movies or the books, you know, it's just like, Hey, this is like, well, I mean, I guess it would have to do with the books, but like, it's nothing to do with like the movie and you like you watched Return of the King and then like this dude, there's like ghosts, you know, these ghost pirate people all over the place. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, What's the purpose of this? You, yeah, know, and you, like, don't,
0: and you don't just like reference that, like, like pivotal stuff. Yeah. That everybody should know that you tucked away in a video game. Yeah. No, and I take it back. It was not only on Xbox. It was on PlayStation 2, Microsoft, Windows, GameCube, and Xbox. So, you know what? I take it back. You should have played it. This is your fault if you didn't know.
1: Yeah, if I you was did, th- If you didn't know the stuff. When you said it, I was like, did I play this at my cousin's Did I play it at my cousin's house? Because I never owned a PlayStation. I'm pretty sure I played it at my house, but I could have played it at my cousin's house on his Xbox.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely played it on Xbox, but I don't... Uh, uh, And I'm probably basing it off the fact that I just never saw it on PlayStation, like in the store or anything like that. Anyways. um, Let's see. Where were we? We were, um, yeah. So, they they meet up with Niobe and her deactivated ship on the uh, on the the, they're on the Mjolnir. Um, And they successfully reactivate the ship. I think Naomi says something like, ah, it just needs a jump. Uh, They reactivate the ship and they begin to interrogate the now-awakened Bane, who claims he has no memory of the events of the earlier battle. After contemplating his vision, Neo announces that he needs a ship to travel to the Machine City, although he cannot explain why. Roland, the Mjolnir's captain, refuses to take him, but... uh, Wait, wait, did I just read a whole bunch of stuff over again? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, you did. Keep going. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's not my fault. They fucking doubled up on the... They, they, this is just doubled up in the synopsis that I copied, so I should read these before I, I start talking through them. Um, uh, yeah, she'd have to make the choice to help Neo or not. Uh, she lets him take the, the logos over Roland's protests. Trinity decides to accompany Neo. Um, I think she has some sort of line about like six hours ago. I told the Merovingian I would, you know, risk my life on you. You know, risk my life saving you. You, you know, what's changed since then. Absolutely nothing. Um, So she decides to go with him. Um, Before the Logos can depart, Bane ambushes Trinity. Uh, Oh, wait. I think I skipped, I skipped a, a note. Uh, the two remaining crews plan to return to Zion and avoid the Sentinel Army by allowing Niobe to pilot the Molnir through a series of service tunnels, which are nearly impossible to navigate shortly after the departure. the Molnir's crew discover that Bane has murdered a crew member and is hidden aboard the Logos. However, they're unable to double back in order to warn Trinity and Neo. And cell phones don't exist in this world. Um, uh, before the Logos can depart, Bane ambushes Trinity and takes her hostage. Neo fights Bane. Who reveals himself as a manifest- manifestation of Smith? To which Neo's surprised, but he should have been like, Yeah, it was weird the way you were calling me Mr. Anderson, the yeah. same way that fucking Smith talks. Yeah,
1: that should have been like a dead giveaway. Um, yeah. And also, Neo is getting his ass kicked. And oh, it's yeah. just like, it's like, so none yeah. of this I learned Kung Fu shit from the first movie transferred oh, yeah. into the real world. You should know fucking
0: Kung Fu. No, you now he's a basic bitch in the real world, apparently. Um, during the struggle, Bane manages to blind Neo by cauterizing his eyes with a severed electric cable. That's- also, it makes no sense how this happens because he doesn't like slash his face. He kind of like puts it into the side of his, it's stupid. I hated this. I hate the whole Neo being blind thing.
1: Yeah, but it fucking, it looked, the, the special effects on his face looked fucking great, nice and gruesome and gross and wet. It, it looked good. The effect, the, the, the visual effect looked good.
0: Okay, no, food, no future spoilers, but how did they explain this in Resurrections?
1: Um, He's, okay, so, well, it is a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, they're not don't, really.
0: Don't, don't, don't worry about it. We'll get, we'll get to it. We'll, and okay. I, I, think I, I think I already know the answer. I think it's okay. We're going to get to it. No future spoilers. Um, okay. Uh, uh, where were we? Uh, Takes our hostage you Neo know, during, during the struggle. Bane uh, manages to blind Neo by cauterizing his eyes with a severed electrical cable. Um, as Bane appears to have the upper hand, he closes in on Neo, only to have his attack thwarted and reversed. Yeah, Neo can see uh, without eyes. He sees like light. Uh, yeah. Neo can see Smith inside... Uh, inside Bane uh, as a fiery form. In spite of his blindness, Neo finishes the fight by smashing Bane's head with a jack handle and releases Trinity who pilots them towards the Machine City. And that's actually kind of cool because he like fucking like breaks the guy's head open. Like it's not Yeah. It's pretty graphic. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's not graphic because they don't really show up, but like it's it's pretty It's violent. very violent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Niobe, with Morpheus as her co-pilot, flies the Mjolnir through the lowest tunnel system. Flying slowly and at low power to avoid detection, they make their way towards Zion. One of the craft's hover pads collides with the debris on the floor of the tunnel. The bang is heard by the Sentinels, who immediately pursue the craft. The crew makes a valiant effort to fight them off. However, they overwhelm the ship and begin to damage it with cutting lasers. Um, A small group of Sentinels also rips off the craft's communication antenna, making it impossible for them to signal Zion that they're coming. In Zion, the defenders deploy infantry armed with rocket launchers and armored personnel units in order to, to protect the dock from assault. The dock uh, is breached by two giant drilling machines um, and a huge swarm of sentinels igniting the Battle of Zion, despite a desperate effort of the APUs failing to hold the dock, and uh, and many are destroyed. So APUs are like big, like, mech things. Think of the, like, loader from Alien, but with guns. Yeah. And uh, Captain Mifuni is uh, kind of in charge of the APU units and he's in the APU and the kid is reloading the APU for him.
1: A, the this what what annoyed me about this is that this shouldn't like it was just poorly fucking designed like like you have to fucking it to reload. You have to put the fucking cartridges on a fucking loader on, like on a, a fucking loader. A and, yeah. Like on a forklift or a scissor lift. And then you have to like load it up front. Like you have to crank it up and then lo- slide it in there and lock it in, which is kind of, kind of dumb. It's like these, this, this could have been like a belt, this could have been like a belt load thing. Right. (laughs) It it, it was just so dumb. And like, it's, I guess they did it for the sake of like, okay, to increase tension in the fucking fight scene, we have to like, make it like a super like complicated way to get to the machines, you know, you have to make it dangerous, you know, because like they, because when the machines start pouring in, um, and you know, the first reload run they do, the first guys that go out, they like immediately get killed. And it's just like, yeah, that's how that's gonna happen. <laughs> like, what did you expect? If it ugh, I don't know. It felt like if you have these big tanks, these big APUs, like put a fucking a bag on the fucking on the fucking side of it and just load them in the bag and just like you could just take a fucking belt of ammunition, drop it in a bag, load the first one in, you know, chamber it and you're good to go. Like yeah. it was just done badly.
0: I think the design is looks cool, but yeah it looks it's cool. not practical. Cause like if you're gonna have these things in battle, like you can't just have dudes running around with like little scissor jacks loading it up all the time. It's just it, and, it is poor design.
1: And if they did it like and I, I could even understand like I would. The only way that I can understand if they did it the way they did it, where you had to load it in, is if they were doing batteries, and then the APUs had like the, like the electric laser guns on them. Like I could like because everybody else, like all the other people, they had like when the when the loaders run out, they're teamed up with a person with a laser gun. Put just create big versions of those. Put them on the APUs, and then when the ba- battery fucking like when they're like the battery runs out, then you can go and fucking load up a new battery into the back of the APU. That makes sense. I could understand them the way they did it if if it was like loading in a battery, but if they're loading in bullets, the, there's a better way of doing it than the way they did it. So I don't know. That's yeah, just, there's probably
0: ten better ways of doing it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so despite the desperate effort uh, of the APUs, the, they fail to hold the dock and many are destroyed. In other areas of the dock, uh, Link, Link's wife, Z, and her partner, Chara, uh, use a rocket launcher to fight Sentinels uh, and the drill thingies. Chara manages to blow the la- leg off of a drill thingy However, it uses its other legs to stabilize itself. She's also able to uh, disable another drill thing for a short time. It's soon reactivated by more sentinels that recharge the massive machine Z is able to... Uh, that recharge the massive machine. Z is able to, dis- to escape the sentinels. However, Char is killed by them. And she gets fucking stabbed a whole bunch. <laughs> and then <laughs> Z doesn't even hang out for like a second longer. Yeah. She shuts the door. She's like, I'm gone. Later. Yeah,
1: She, she gets unnecessarily like... Fucking demolished by these fucking machines, and it was yeah. just like no, no reason for it. Like you know, like you could like she could have got stabbed one time and then cut away, and then we know what happens. We know she dies, right? Yeah. Um, like and it kind of when I watched this, it was kind of like in Jurassic World where um, the babysitter. You remember what happened to the babysitter in Jurassic World that was watching the two mm-hmm. boys? It was, is so the, no. okay. So in Jurassic World, the two, the two, not Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic World, uh, the two little boys, the two brothers, they have this babysitter. She's British or whatever, like that. Towards the end of the movie, when all the dinosaurs are loose in the park, like when she dies, she gets snatched up by a pterodactyl and then, like,
0: oh, picked apart by like a bunch of them,
1: yeah. And then, then, then they like get carried away, and then she, the pterodactyl flies her over the water, and then the fucking. A uh, big shark dinosaur comes up and s- eats them both, and it was like that was an unnecessary death for a character we didn't, we don't know, we don't care about, or you know, like you didn't have to kill her like that. Like we yeah. don't like making it that gruesome and, and and whatever is unnecessary because we don't know this character, we don't care. You could have accomplished the same thing of, of, of showing that like Z just lost a friend and a partner by just killing her off screen or, you know, cutting away before the gruesome part. They didn't have to show her dying. So
0: violently. you know, (laughs) they did need to show her shutting the the door, like right away, like not even checking to see if she could have made it. Yeah. Um, Nearing the machine city, Neo and Trinity fly over the harvesting fields where millions of humans produce energy for the city. Oh, wait, did I, no, I didn't, I didn't finish that last note. Yeah, no, you skipped. Um, yeah, so uh, Char is killed by them. During the battle, Captain Mifune uh, fails to open the gate for the approaching Molnir and is attacked and viciously wounded by a swarm of sentinels. With his last breath, he tells the kid, who is renewing the ammunition supply at the time, to open the gate for the Molnir. Uh, the stupid fucking kid in this movie is reluctant at first, saying he did not complete the training needed, the combat training, and Mifune tells him, Neither did I.
1: So why this scene pissed me off is because Uh listen here kid before the battle started you were fucking crying about wanting to be in a fucking apu dude is giving you a chance now do what you got to do get in this shit save us right yeah now he wants to fucking cry and be like i wasn't ready i wasn't ready you know i'm just like fucking dude just get in the fucking shit and go
0: don't worry don't worry, it's, he's, this kid's going to piss you off more in a little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, he, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kid suddenly finds the courage to fight through a cloud of sentinels to the gate and open it. Just as the remaining humans are about to be overwhelmed, the Molniers burst through the gate. Uh, a Mjolnir burst through the gate with further sentinels close behind it. I think when he's shooting uh, the, the chain, he says, I believe Neo, and yeah. shoots
1: the chain. it's just fucking... <sighs>
0: Kid, so annoying. The kid the
1: I have, you know, granted, the kid is his whole thing was in the animatrix.
0: Oh, I watched watching. the part and it doesn't make it any better.
1: Yeah. And like, it's so yeah, annoying. I get why they need this character. <laughs> I mean, I get this character. He's like an unsung hero of the battle. I get that. But they just fumbled the fucking fuck out of this. And he just. It's just like, dude, it's just unbelievable. He doesn't, like, there's no redemption for him. Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah. No, has, I mean,
0: this, he's annoying. I Like, yeah. nobody likes this guy.
1: Just annoying for no reason, uh, up until the
0: end. And it, I, I think he's always annoying. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah he's, yeah.
1: And oh,
0: he, he doesn't get any redemption, he just sucks.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like, so I... Oh, I forgot to say, mention this in uh, when we were talking about what we watched. So I also watched Saving Private Ryan again. Mm-hmm. Um, war movies are like top j- top two genres I love, right? And so I watched mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan, and in Saving Private Ryan, they have this one. They get this translator kid. He's like never been in the battle, never used a gun. He's very fumbles everything, getting ready and everything like that. At the end of the movie, he ends up causing uh, one of his squad mates to die because he was too scared, end up crying and everything like that. And like throughout the movie, you kind of hate him because he's kind of whiny. He's like, "But well, we got to do it this way or this is the wrong way, you know, whatever. But uh-huh. then at the end of the movie, he redeems himself or whatever like that. And you're like, okay, cool. This movie, this kid, he doesn't have, he's, he's annoying in the second movie. He's annoying in this movie. And then when it comes to time for him to redeem himself, he's being annoying about it. And he, it does the bare minimum and it's just like this this was a wasted character and the you know, I don't know. Again, yeah. they could have did it better. Yep.
0: Um so with that uh the kid shoots the chain and uh releases the gate, um, which allows the uh the mulnir to make it through. Uh he uh, or the the Mjolnir's EMP is fired once it's in the dock, which disables all the electronic equipment in the area. The EMP destroys all the Sentinels, but it also dis- disables the remainder of Zion's defenses. The humans are forced to gather uh, what weapons they can and fall back to the temple entrance, awaiting the next Sentinel swarm, which will surely overwhelm them all. Um, we get a cool little back and forth at some point where Locke is like, you guys fucked up, and blah blah, and then Roland's like, I think we just saved the day, didn't we? he's like, no, you've, your EMP got rid of all of our defenses. And it, that's actually kind of a cool yeah. plot point.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like this this by itself could have been the whole I, – I, I think with a lot of people, this defending Zion mm-hmm. was just – it felt kind of out of place. It, did, it didn't feel out of place. It just kind of felt unnecessary or whatever like that. I liked – it, it overall, I liked it. I think this could have been his own movie, though, and it could have been a side movie. It could have been like, it could have been like, um, you know, they could have had two, and then it went to three, and then this movie would have came out years later it was like the Battle of Zion, and it could have been like, yeah, a two point one. You know, like uh,
0: unfortunately, like, it's kind of it's kind of pivotal to this story because you know there this battle's raging on, and the humans are surely going to lose and. Yeah. Just gotta do some I shit. mean, like
1: the the smaller details of like you know, yeah. like we gotta get this ready, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, all that stuff. Kind I don't know. I don't know. Just I mean
0: the Cliffhanger at the, at the end of the second one could have been like the machines, they're coming, and then like we could have picked up and had this be the Battle of Zion, you know, and like just do this instead of the train stuff and make it this cooler.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> this movie, I swear.
0: Yep, that's bad. Um so nearing the machine city, Neo and Trinity fly over the harvesting fields. Uh I think I think I read all of that last point, right? The EMP destroys all the sentinels, but it also disables the remainder of Zion's defenses. The humans are forced to gather what weapons they can and fall back to the temple. Entrance awaiting the next sentinel swarm, which will surely overwhelm them all. Nearing the machine nearing the machine city, Neo and Trinity fly over the harvesting fields where millions of humans produce energy for the city. They are attacked by the city's defense system, which hurls numerous mobile bombs and sentinels at the logos. Neo uses the power given uh, by his connection to the source to destroy the incoming bombs. However, sentinels overwhelm the ship to evade them. Trinity flies the logos uh, up into the electrical storm cloud. The sentinels are disabled, but the cloud also disables the ship's engines. As the ship emerges temporarily from above the cloud layer, Trinity gets her only glimpse of real sunlight and blue sky. The ship then stalls and plummets back to the storm into the storm cloud as it refalls directly towards the machine city. Trinity attempts to reignite the engines uh, but it's too late and the ship crashes in the machine tower. The impact of the collision fatally wounds Trinity and she dies in Neo's arms. She gets stabbed by like a lot of rebar.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked. (laughs) Uh, But this scene
0: scene goes on too long and it's so frustrating because like you know what's happened but fucking blind ass neo's like fumbling
1: around in the dark he doesn't get it um but when she when she flew up through the sky i kind of i love that i love this i love them neo fighting the machines um yeah this is this is probably my my favorite part of um the movie really just them trying to get to the machine city i mean they're in the Machine City, trying to get to the main place and they're fighting these sentinels and they got up through the storm clouds and they see and she sees like the sky and everything like that and then she yeah. crashes crashes through and then she dies and i just like wow this is like yeah i, I just love this scene because it's just like okay well before she died <laughs> she got to see the real earth and yeah. it just, it was just a really, uh, I just thought this was a really nice moment in it. And um, I don't know. Just do, you really also,
0: just do you also love the fact that the, the Sentinels have to use humans as batteries because they can't break through one layer of clouds.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, yes. I um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like this. I, I, I like this whole thing. I like that whole sequence. Really, if this whole movie would have just been Neo and Trinity getting to the Machine City, I would have been fine with it. I I just, I really like this whole, this whole part of it. Um, And then when she, oh, when she breaks through the sky and Uh she just sees it, whatever, it kind of reminded me of um, this movie called Into the Storm. Have you heard of this? It's like a tornado movie.
0: Uh, George Clooney.
1: Um, Maybe I'm thinking the wrong. Maybe maybe that's not the title. But it's this it's this uh, tornado movie, and there's like. Tornado oh, chase.
0: Yeah, that one's about a hurricane.
1: Yeah, no, this one—the one I'm thinking of—is like it's a. Uh, it's in a tornado. It's about tornadoes and a bunch of tornadoes hit the city, and it's like.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Into the storm is that? Yeah. What? What am I? I'm thinking of like white squall or some shit. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So yeah, so in in the in the into the storm, there's a scene where like the storm changes her. He's like, in this, he's in this like tank thing, you know, the storm chasers use, right? Yeah. And he gets picked up by like a F5 tornado and he gets like sucked up into it and he gets thrown straight up into the fucking sky outside of the tornado. And then mm-hmm. you just see like how like calm it is above the storm. Yeah. And then he just comes crashing back down into it and stuff like that and he ends up dying. Whatever, spoiler, sorry. Um and this scene in the matrix reminded me of that. And I wonder if into the storm, if they used this particular scene as like
0: reference for that, yeah, as
1: a reference for that. Cause it just, it just kind of was like the same thing. I, I just when
0: I mentioned the George Clooney movie. I was thinking of the, uh, 2000, uh, where's the year on this, the 2000, uh, the year 2000 hit, Film, the Perfect Storm with Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney.
1: Oh yeah, never uh, seen it.
0: Yeah, um, John C. Riley's in it. Interesting. I, hmm. I do not remember. That was probably before John C. Riley was at all on my radar. Um, so back to the plot. Um. Uh yeah, this scene takes way too long, and fucking Trinity dies, and it, we all know it's coming, and it's sad. Yeah. Uh, Neo emerges into the machine city to strike a bargain with the machines personified by the Deus Ex Machina, a massive droid with a human child's face that acts as the interface to the source. Neo warns the machines that Smith, who has now assimilated uh, nearly every human and program within the Matrix, is beyond the machine's control and will soon assault the source to which the Matrix is connected. He offers to help s- stop Smith in exchange for a ceasefire with Zion, the second wave of Sentinels, and Zion instantly responds by standing down at the temp- temple entrance. Uh, Neo openly confronts the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, this is just somebody... Whoever typed this up doubled up a bunch of stuff. Um, the city is now wholly populated by of, of tens of thousands of Smith copies. The clone with the Oracle's power steps forth, Claiming he has already foreseen his own victory, Smith clones um, uh, stand by and watch Neo uh, as the as Neo and Smith square off.
1: Yeah, so we're the uh, they did. I guess whoever typed it up, they skipped the part where like um, he he was just talking to the machine and he was just saying like, "Put me back into the mach- put me back into the Matrix, and I'll stop Smith." And that's why they got to the peace treaty between them. Um, yeah.
0: No, I feel like that, that. I feel like that was said here because he says that uh, 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 Neo merges uh, into the machine city to strike a bargain with the machines personified by Deus Ex Machina. Um, but Neo warns that the the machines that Smith, who has now assimilated every human and program within the Matrix, is beyond the machines' control and will soon assault the source to which the Matrix is connected. He offers to help stop Smith in exchange for a ceasefire with Zion. The second wave of Sentinels in Zion instantly responds by standing down.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just really... I just think it's really cool. And they... In this part where um, he's like, okay, yeah, cool. Go do that. And then like, all these like bug, like these like snake and like bug-like creatures come and they like connect Neo into like all these other like... They connect him, they they prop him up and they like put him into the thing. And I thought that was pretty cool where just like... You know, like it just kind of shows where this, where the machine city has its own, like different types of like animals, not not animals, but just different, diff- a bunch of different machines. It's not just like the the breeding machines the and the, and the sentinels and stuff like that. It's just it just shows like all these other different creatures that all have their own little things and they just come out of the woodworks. And they just kind of like connect him to this thing and he's back into the matrix. I just thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I, uh, I also know future spoilers, but I like where this goes with, Oh yeah. you know, In in four and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, the city's populated with a bunch of Smith clones and, uh, they, uh, um yeah smith claims he's already seen his own victory smith clones stand by and watch while neo and smith square off fighting in the streets through buildings and into the sky they continually repel each other while battling in the sky smith grabs neo and plunges him to the ground uh plunges to the ground with him creating a massive crater the two continue to battle in the crater seemingly uh to a standstill actually one thing is when they're battling in the sky there's that cool like punch and then it's like Makes this like orb in the sky with yeah. the rain and stuff. It's kind of cool.
1: I thought I thought uh-huh. that was pretty cool. Uh, over overall, yeah. This fight was the most uninteresting fight in yes. all of the Matrix movies because yeah. it was just like Man of Steel, where it's just Superman and fucking General Zod just smashing each other into, into buildings. Yeah. It's just like I don't care. But that one scene,
0: and if, where, and if Neo beats Smith, there's like uh, fifty million more.
1: Yeah, and it's just that one scene. Where they punch and it's just like the shockwaves just create a orb. I was like, uh-huh. okay, this almost saves it, <laughs> not yeah. close, but it almost because that is like a very anime thing for them to do. And oh, I get, it's
0: totally anime. Yes, yeah, yeah. a
1: super anime thing, and I like, yeah, I like. This that is working. a DBZ
0: fight for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Smith and Neo punch to the ground, uh, creating a crater where they fight in the crater. The two um, seemingly at a standstill. Uh, Neo is eventually outmatched by Smith, who pauses to gloat that he has seen this, the details of the victory, before. Describing the details aloud, he cannot remember what he was supposed to say in the next vision. Neo refuses to give up the fight, and a frustrated Smith continues to attack until Neo is too badly hurt to go on. To both Smith and Neo's surprise, Smith announces, Everything that has a beginning has an end. Hearing the Oracle's parting advice again allows Neo to understand that Smith's assimilation is not total, and baits the scared Smith into assimilating him. Neo's final words to Smith are, It was inevitable, quoting Smith's offspoken admonition. Uh, Smith's assimilation of Neo's is seemingly successful, and when the Oracle Smith asks Neo Smith whether it's over, he receives a nod and a smile as a reply. Back in the Machine City, Neo's body spasms as a surge of energy enters his body uh, through the Matrix connection. Neo is returning to the source, and starting with the Neo copy of Smith, a white light begins to rip the clones apart from inside out. One by one, similar similar to the destruction of Agent Smith at the end of the Matrix, the copies are destroyed. Hey, none of that's explained in the fucking movie. If you, is this the first time you're hearing that? It's the first time I'm hearing it too, because they didn't say that shit in the movie. Um, with the elimination of the Smiths, all the programs and humans that were possessed return to normal, including the Oracle, the Sentinels that were about to attack the humans withdraw from Zion. Neo, having sacrificed himself to save both the machines and humans is unplugged from the matrix and his body is respectfully carried away by the machines. Um, the architect upon meeting the Oracle in a park after th- the events of this tells her that she played a very dangerous game by attempting to change the way the matrix function. The Oracle responds by saying that she understood the risk and knew it was worth taking. She asks the architect what will become of any humans who want to be unplugged from the Matrix. And the architect replies, they will be freed. The Oracle asks the architect, do I have your word? The architect answers, what do you think I am, human? The closing shot of the film depicts a new dawn of the world of the Matrix created by Sati. Plant life is shown in the Matrix, and for the first and last time, the ubiquitous green tint is absent, which is a really cool touch because yeah. whenever they're in the Matrix, it's got that green tint, and I thought that was kind of yeah, cool I touch.
1: thought that was really cool too. That was like I, I first noticed it when it when it when it wasn't green. I was like, whoa, this is like super pretty for some reason. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: Kind of love that green tint to the to the matrix. I, I think it's a really nice touch, and you know how it's not there when they're outside the matrix. And then yeah, to have this uh, new kind of sunrise and and have it be gone was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, um, but even when they're even when like they're not in the matrix, I, I notice that it's not even really it's not real color either. It's like when they're outside the matrix, it's kind of tinted blue.
0: And yeah, that's like, the thing is that the matrix is tinted green and the outside world is tinted, tinted blue. Yeah. So, I, I
1: don't know. It would have been cool that, if the Matrix would have been tinted blue for like the blue pill, and then the outside world would have been kind of like a reddish kind of tint.
0: Yeah. That would have
1: been cool to do.
0: Just like the green with the, the, I don't know, green is what I think of when I think of this movie. Just like yeah. the, the letters of the code and stuff like that and how they that looks on the, the screen. I think it's cool.
1: They could have changed it all to blue.
0: Could made it all blue. Go yeah. back, reshoot it all, make it all blue. <laughs> um, the Oracle asks Sati at the end. Uh, it, this isn't mentioned in my little synopsis, but she mentions, you know, did you do that? And Sati says, yeah, for Neo. And I think she asked if they're going to see him again. And uh, I forget what the answer is. What does the Oracle say?
1: I don't remember. This was this an end credit scene?
0: No, no, no. This is this is just at the end. Sati uh-huh. asks. Sati asks if uh, if they'll, they'll if they'll see them again. Um, if they'll, if they'll see mate, uh, Neo again. Uh, let me see. I can find it real quick. It's probably one of the, the the quotes that's on IMDb. Um, looking for looking for Nope, it's not in here. Anyways, yeah, I think uh, I think the oracle says. Uh, uh, I am fucking up. Something,
1: yeah, something like <laughs> that. Maybe in twenty years, I might. You know we might yeah. see these people again.
0: Let's see. If Warner Brother needs a quick cash grab, maybe we'll get one in twenty years. Yeah. Um, we also didn't talk about the the one thing I want to go back to is when the Oracle is uh, confronted by Smith and he smacks the plate of cookies off the table and is like, "Did you know I was going to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, Did you make the cookies and put them there knowing I would do that?
1: Fucking Hugo Weaving is so fucking good. Even like I, I've no. I've seen like when he, after he takes over the Oracle. I've seen like that, like that chuckle as like a reaction, as a reaction video and GIF and stuff yeah. like that, and it's kind of cringy. And I get, and I guess people do it just like, oh yeah, this movie was bad. Remember, he's laughing super bad, but then in the, in the context of the movie, it fucking works. The fucking Hugo Weaving fucking kicks ass, and well,
0: I. You know, what I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, he he does kick ass,
1: and fucking. um I just fucking wish the actor Hugo Weaving wasn't like a fucking butthole about everything that he does because like, I would have loved to see him in the, then the, in the, in a matrix four, um, would have loved to see him in that, you know, or, you know, and I would have loved to see him do red skull again. It's just like, dude, come on. I need you in more things, bro. You're such a good actor.
0: Um, I'm reading a quote here and I'm learning stuff about the movie even after I've watched it. Um, the Oracle, uh, wait, if she knows, what, what? this doesn't make any sense. I think it's Smith. So Smith says the great and powerful Oracle. We meet at last. I suppose you've been expecting me, right? The all knowing Oracle is never surprised. How can she be? uh she knows everything but if that's true then why is this why is she here if i if she knew i was coming why didn't she leave and then he sweeps the plate of cookies off the table and smith says maybe you knew i was going to do that maybe you did it if you did that means you baked those cookies and set that plate right there deliberately purposefully which means you're sitting there also deliberately purposefully i love i love when he does that yeah <laughs> But then the Oracle says, what did you do with Sati? And then it says, Agent Smith slash Sati, because Agent Smith assimilated Sati. Uh, Cookies need love like everything does. And then Oracle says, you're a bastard, you know that. And Agent Smith slash Seraph says, you would know, Mom. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't realize that they, that those were Sati and Seraph like, clones. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it was... I don't know. This is fucking that scene. There was really good too. Oh, fucking
0: he's cool. He's yeah. good. Yeah. He, he crushes uh, it. Uh,
1: one more thing about this fucking movie. Um, mm-hmm. Why the fuck is Zion so close to the machine world? The machine city. Like, I don't
0: think it is. I don't think it is.
1: Well, I That's, mean, it, it, I mean, they yeah. got there in like less than a fucking hour because like, yeah. So it's really, like, really it's close enough, you know, but it like, but you're thinking about the whole fucking world, right? Is this is Earth? Like, yeah. why the fuck isn't Zion? If 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 the machine city is in somewhere in California, which you know, if AI takes over, is gonna be based in California. Let's be honest.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, uh,
1: why the fuck is it? Why the fuck isn't Zion somewhere in Africa or somewhere in fucking China? Oh, not China. <laughs> that's still kind of close. But like, or in fucking like somewhere in Europe, you know? You know, just like what? Well,
0: so I think that the it, I think it is a decent ways away, especially because I think that um, Zion is like more underground. Like they went down. Yeah. It, it, because they, didn't they say that something about the heat signature of the earth like protects them or something? I don't know. They, they said something about it in the first movie, I think. But also, they were like in this midpoint where Trinity and Neo leave, and then. Other crews come back, so like they were going away from each other, so it's pretty far, and yeah, also like I, I on guess the surface it's... and in the earth. So I think, that, I think that's true, that's true, probably far enough. Um, but yeah, uh, and and I think in Animatrix, you, you would learn that, uh, in Animatrix, they talk about the fact that humans made robots, AI, they kind of had like some schism with them. They didn't want them around anymore, so they kind of like exiled the robots who started their own nation. Uh, and I, they, I don't think they say exactly where that was, but uh, that's where you would imagine the Machine City is. And you would imagine that that's where the farms of humans are after the war. And then you would imagine that, like, if you were a human and you escaped, you'd probably just be looking to set up like wherever you could. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, so. I think the only thing left to do for this episode of the one week rental podcast is to rank the matrix movies, uh, uh, based on reloaded revolutions and the first one. Right. I don't, I don't know if we did this last episode, but, um, I think it was probably pretty clear by the way we talked about it. So let's give our ranking this weekend. And I'm curious to see where four will fall in your rankings because I liked it. We'll see. Um, so for me, I think it's, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's, Top to bottom, the way that they were re- were released. Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, then Matrix Revolutions. One, two, three.
1: Um, i w- I would actually, I would actually say, for me,
0: don't be ridiculous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't. Hey, hey let me do a little theatrics. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Too late. Too late. You ruined it. Cause I was going to do, I was going to be like, I like it. Uh, three, two, one, you know, I like, uh, you know, if we're talking worst to best, <laughs> but, but thank you for ruining my bit. Thank you.
0: People have thrown their phones out of the window of their cars <laughs> listening to this.
1: Um, yeah, it's, is it's, it's, clearly one, two, three. Um, and that's, that's for most movies. Yeah, I mean, most trilogies are, are probably going to be like that. And I think when we talk about uh, the Matrix Four, um, that would be very interesting to see where you put it at in the in the franchise list, yeah, um, and where I and where I put it at because I feel I feel like there might be we might have some differences on this. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I for for these for the first for the uh, the original trilogy yes yeah, definitely one two three in that order you know
0: well yeah. I look forward to figuring out uh, in just a few days I think we're gonna do it as a live stream on uh, on twitch so I think it will be in just a few days I think we talked about it being on uh, Wednesday right yeah um, and a- actually uh, actually
1: yeah. Um, if you're listening to this um, Uh, this will actually probably come out on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this probably Wednesday day, um, uh, Ash is going to stream, we're going to stream live on Ash's Twitch uh, and we're going to do one week rental live. So then, you know, you can listen to, you're listening to this now and then later on today, um, come check us, come check us out live.
0: Live stream twitch.tv slash Jedi Ash underscore.
1: Yeah, so make sure you watch it. Um, if you have HBO Max, it's um, free to the January twenty first. So get in there and uh, watch it. Um, I don't know if HBO Max does a fucking trial. trial. Um, if it does, do a trial. I've just if if you don't have it, uh, check to see if they have a trial or borrow friends um, yeah. and just watch this movie. Um,
0: All I the know, Matrix movies y- and Animatrix are on there.
1: Yeah. So just watch a uh, matrix, uh, revolutions and I mean, oh, fuck matrix resurrection <laughs> and, um, come join us in the chat.
0: Yep. All right. So with that, I think we will cap it there and, uh, we'll see you for that. Um, later on this week, but for you tonight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I think you can expect if you want to listen to it, there's still gonna be a recorded version that's put up and that'll probably go out next week, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um actually I probably I, I won't I probably won't um delay putting that one out too too late. So if you're listening to this, just keep your you know, subscription open. I mean not open, don't leave it open, but you know, keep an eye on it and when you see that notification, hit play. Um it'll be out in a, probably a day or two after. This one is that comes out.
0: So awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Yep. It's been fun. Bye. Bye.